Welcome to this month's edition of Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is a once a month show with Father Paul Rutten, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, Father John Rutten, pastor of the Harrisburg Community, and Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice at Mount Marty College. Rutten Radio can also be watched by going to lamradio.com. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by discountcatholicproducts.com your one-stop online shopping experience for the Catholic community, and by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. Join us now for a little faith, family, and frivolity as we go live to the studios with Rutten Radio. Good morning, Sioux Falls! (laughs) And from city to city, coast to coast, we give you a toast. (laughs) <laughs> Cheers to the God that we love the most. How we doing, brothers? Oh, great. That great. didn't come off so bad. Yeah, well, yeah. Cheers to your brother. He might actually know what he's doing. <laughs> well, well, we wouldn't go that far. But. All right, all right. How we doing this morning? Great. How was your uh, night of peaceful rest at the Rotten House? <laughs> well, there was a moment when I thought, can anyone hear Vince crying? Because <laughs> he's really crying a lot for a long time. All right, folks out there listening. So Father Paul stayed at my house last oh. night as he comes up for the early morning show from Watertown. Comes down, and so he gets to stay in the room next to the baby. Yes. Uh, well, not a baby toddler, two-year-old, uh, Vincent. And so anybody out there listening, you can appreciate this, right? They're kids. And what do kids do? Well, they wake up, they cry, they scream, they want milk, they want mom particularly. Yeah. And so if you just give somebody, Father, that cries anything they want, what kind of a person do you get? I don't know, Joe. What kind of person do you get? Well, let's apply that principle to a child. If every time they cry, you jump to their need and you give it to them, what happens is, is you create the monster. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and every time you go to the grocery store, you have to buy the trick or the yeah, treat. Or the, the treat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so now sure. every time we go to Lewis Drug, Leo always wants a Lego because we started getting him a $10 Lego when we oh. go to Lewis Drug for the doctor. So now he thinks every time he goes to the doc, to Lewis. So anyway, there's a little oh, lesson in there right. somewhere. But So Father Paul. So at what point do you decide that uh, they've cried long enough and you really should get up? Oh, right about the point where I thought, yep, now Father knows what it's like. <laughs> That's what I thought. Actually, what I thought I heard was Laura say, Joe, go get Leo. <laughs> or Vince. That's what I really thought. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, you might have heard that too. So, uh, yeah, it was good, but no, he wakes up good. about once a night. So, uh, but we're grateful to be able to have you. I know uh, my five-year-old Leo loves having people stop. Yeah, like that was great because I was kind of sad. I got there late. And so I thought Leo was asleep, and so I resigned myself to not seeing Leo, and then he came downstairs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We got to play football for a little while. <laughs> did he play football with you, or did he just throw it up in the air and catch it nope, himself? No, we played. Okay. We played tackle oh, yeah. football. And yeah. he ran between my legs, and oh, yeah, he he's got a, a new touchdown. move. Got a new move. Oh, yeah. It goes uh-huh. right between your legs to yep. score. Yep. Yep. It was great. Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it's interesting. Kids are, kids are wonderful. <laughs> right. The fun part about it is, like, he is all me. Mm, and totally. oh yeah, that's going to be great when he's in high so school. So we're in trouble. Is basically what that comes down to. Uh, his love of sports, his love of football, these types of things. Uh, but even the food that he will and won't eat. 
Oh. Like, I'm like, uh, you know, Laura's ready to pull her hair out. Just eat it, you know? And he won't eat it. And I'm like, um, well, I know why he won't eat it. <laughs> I, I have learned you have trained me to eat this. No. Uh, Father John, what do you know? Ah, life is grand. I'm still out in Mission Land in Harrisburg. Uh, I had the most amazing couple weeks. You know, people... So when I'm moving to Harrisburg, we find a rectory. A rectory is a house that a priest lives in, owned by the parish, and it's sort of like a way to support the priest. And uh, So I move out there. I'm like, hey, everybody, I got a rectory. And people are like, great, Father, I'll help you move in. I'm like, uh, move what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I talk to somebody else again. They're like, Father, is there any time you know, you'd like to help? You know, uh, we, we'll help you move. And when we moved the parish stuff from there to oh, the office sure. like tons of people showed up in like five minutes like <laughs> a whole caravan was taken care of so they have this idea i understand and i'm like well what are we gonna move like do you want to move my sock drawer or something <laughs> you know like because yeah. we haven't done this before a parish owns the house and the stuff that's in it a priest doesn't usually own his own furniture nope. and so we have a rectory that was empty we had so much fun in the past week, a couple weeks, uh, um, doing Father's Furniture Fund and 40th oh. birthday party present. Yeah, you guys are going to be 40. Yeah, it was great. So we, so many generous people connected to Rutten Radio, connected to my Facebook page, connected to my life that have known me over the years. North Enders, lots of North Enders. Matt Fonder. Oh, oh man, yeah, Fonder. They all supported the Furniture Fund. It Shout was great. Out. We raised over $10,000. What? Yeah, so I'm so grateful for all of your help, and now we'll be able to furnish three, two bedrooms, a chapel, three bedrooms, but two baths, living room, kitchen, uh, dining room, garage, patio. Wow, I need a fund. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, here, anybody out there? I need. A, I really want a library, a den in my room, my house. <laughs> so uh, that's what I've been up to, and it's been a blessing uh, just to see how so many people desire to be connected to. Well, you come down to Mount Marty, to right? So you come down and. Oh yeah. So I'm meeting with the prioress, so Sister Mary Beth, down, who, by the way, was our teacher in high school. She's the prioress of the monastery, so we're having a meeting, and uh, we're sitting in her office, and we're having and all of a sudden, a car pulls up and John jumps out. And I'm like, you will not believe this, Sister Mary Beth. She had her back to the window. I said, you will not believe who has just pulled up. My doppelganger. <laughs> and sure enough, here's Father John. So we got a picture together. We had a good time. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't even remember where I was going with that. Now I started thinking about Well, what's Mary going on in your life? Ah, uh, well, I'm about three weeks away from having my third boy. Wow, so, is it that soon? Yeah, 20, you know, third week in November. It's November, right? We're November oh. 1, I think, today. Yep, yep. We're so November. we're live with All Saints Day. Um, yeah, so got a, a, you know, boy coming along here, we know. Uh, my wife's uh, ready to be done. <laughs> that was a very polite way of putting that. She's ready to be done. Yep. Uh, and, you know, and those are also the, the joys and the trials of uh, marriage that, you know, sometimes are the fun things that we can give you insights as priests into um, is that having a, you know, having, bringing babies into this world is fickle business. As, <laughs> as, you, as you know, on and the not for the faint of heart, as you know, on the hard side of things, right? I'm sure that both of you have been, had to be there as priests 
um, and minister to families maybe that have lost babies mm. or in those types oh, of sure. things. Yep. And so it really is fickle business. It, it is not for the faint of heart. Like w- what the process is, is a miracle every time. It's like, wow. And so that idea that says, you know, I said to my wife, I said to Laura, I said something about um, having a basketball attached. You know, do you want me to sure. walk around with a basketball <laughs> attached to me or something so that I can, you know, sympath- you know, so I can enter in, right? I want to enter right. in. I want to yep. be a part of this with you. And then she said, yeah, and then fill it with sand. Oh. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, yeah. No, no, let's, uh, yeah, all right. Maybe that wasn't a great idea. Uh, so anyway, going to have a kid. Uh, jobs got me all over the place. I've been to Rapid City, St. Louis, Washington, D.C. since we talked last, and great things are happening in Mount Marty. So that's it. Busy with work, great things at, at home, and uh, this is awesome. i excited yeah. to be back. And we got a rock star day because we have <laughs> the John has Radio Reveal logo. of our shirt. Oh it is gosh. awesome. Are you going to do it right now? Oh, it's well, too maybe, anticlimactic. Maybe, maybe. We, <laughs> we need like drum up. rolls or we need like bagpipes. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Bagpipes. bagpipes. We should have planned bagpipes. Oh, Doctor or uh, 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 Captain David Call of the Brandon Police Force, please, please, please call in and bring and play your bagpipes for us for this reveal. I know you're out there listening, Captain. You're in your car. You're in your cruiser. And you're sitting at the captain's desk. If you guys don't know David Call, Captain of the Brandon Police Department, uh, he played the bagpipes at my wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's an usher at the cathedral. Ah. And, uh... So I, so uh, we got a reveal here. We got the Rutten, Rutten T-shirt, Rutten Radio T-shirt. It's going to have the big unveiling. If you're out there in your car or you're at home listening, quick, throw your computer on. Check us out. Here we go with the Rutten <laughs> reveal of the T-shirt logo. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. (laughs) You're all out there listening. We have our wonderful Rutten Radio. We'll post it. We'll post it online. Now we got to look over here. (laughs) Over in the right right order, though. So uh, check it out. uh, I'm sure Father John's got it going, and we'll put it up on Facebook. By the way, we have a new Facebook page. Yes, we do. So So you you can can find us now on Rutten Radio. Just type in Rutten Radio. Simple and easy. It's amazing. Sometimes things do get simple and easy. Uh, mm-hmm. And it'll be great because I don't know about you guys, but about every month, a couple of days before, people are like, when is the show? What yeah. time's the show? Yeah. How do I get on the show? What can I do? And it's like, I'm like, I'm already tired. <laughs> we haven't even started the show. So now we'll be able to put the shows on here and the details on here. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that'll be great. Go to Rutten Radio. Also, you can find us at, uh, you know, we Lamb all have Radio. our individual stuff too, but um, you have Lamb Radio's links. And, and things there, but Facebook could be a great way for us to interact. I also am reminded lamradio.com is where you can get the latest video tab for the homepage. And so you can go there or to the YouTube and search Lamb Radio. Now, here's the deal. I do kind of get all into the introduction. Do we want to talk about the T-shirt at all? Yeah, we're, we do. We're going, we're going, yep, that's right. right. Okay. So, okay. so, so <laughs> in, that, in that process, it's like you don't realize the audience that grows when you're on the radio. Like, and so John creates this Facebook page, and what do we have, John, like 10 people following us? What? No, we have, <laughs> I, we have 
almost 500 people following <laughs> Rutten Radio, and I just created it the other day. And I didn't know this because when you go, it says how many likes you have. And for some reason, the followers, I felt like it was only saying two or three or something. And I was looking at it on my phone. Well, I'm at dinner last night with Laura, our sister, and she <laughs> I think... I think she's a little jealous, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Are you so out we there had a great listening? dinner after All Saints Mass last night. Grace and Matthew and Laura and I went to dinner. And she's like, your guys' Facebook page, you have like, a ton of followers. And I'm like, no, we don't. We have like four. I was like, we got 500 <laughs> likes. And she's like, no. So she showed me. We have almost 500 people following Rutten Radio. This is I don't, so, I don't so the monster is here, right? Whether we like it or not, it's been created. We're in this thing uh, for the long <laughs> haul, as long as the Lord keeps us here. But what happens is, is other people pick us up, but they don't know who we are. And so it's like, you know what? We do need a, a Rutten Radio shirt. And so we talked about it, right? Well, what better thing than to put uh, the three-headed monster on a shirt for the logo. <laughs> and I thought, that's perfect, John. So from coast to coast, uh, for all those people out there that don't know us, uh, there you go. You know, got us live and in color uh, through. I, I believe this is actually the work of Father John. So, or no? Uh, yes, 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 yes. So yes. this is the story. We had the contest, and we need to give thanks, props out to you. Had mm -hmm. some people in your life uh, absolutely uh, that put in some options. I had some people in our life. We had some family members that family. put in some options, um, and. When we proposed it, I sort of had this idea in my head. Um, and the minute I like thought it, every time I was looking at other ones, I was like, mm, no, oh, I think it's that other one. So finally, I don't know if I showed you guys in the beginning or when I showed you guys, but um, and somehow Alex High, who was on the show, yep. right? Our guest appearance, Alex High, got a hold of it or I sent it to him or something. And he just sent me back then this reproduction of it uh. electronically. I drew it up by a pen and he did the electronic work and sort of put it together <laughs> like that. Um, and then I need to also, so this is the electronic work of Alex High, the idea and concept of myself. And I have to thank Mike Severson at um, Brown and Sanger. Yes. Because on like Saturday. You did not get this done in three days. Like two. <laughs> yeah, <yesterday. laughs> like two. Yes, and they are swamped. They are so busy, and Mike is like up to his eyeballs. Did you and walk things. into the office with your clerics on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, uh, yep. You don't Do you guys do this often? Do you have your picture of your cl in clerics on your license? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah, you just yeah. have the photos so that the tab shows just uh -huh. enough that. Hey, if yep, somebody can using the power of the colander on their head i can wear my clerics that's awesome yeah so Good he stuff. just right. kind of turned it around quick and got us the t-shirts uh so these are t-shirts they're awesome they're the they're the greatest so thank you mike severson alex high and are we for giving all one those away or that submitted oh, ideas oh yeah yeah we've got three large shirts uh, and why don't uh, we at least give away one and i'll let you two battle right. up over when i'm gone how, how are we gonna decide. give them away um Let's think about it. Okay. Let's keep them on. The, uh, we have that plan. The plan was to not tell them yet. When we come back from oh, that's right. break. When we come back, Greg, we'll talk about uh, it. Yeah. The plan. Hey, there's, a, there's a, a rule in education. If you are just one chapter ahead of the students, 
you just don't tell them. Right. 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 So right. you can be, you know, not, listen, not all one you, episode. Yeah, you can, but you got to be at least a step ahead. But you all don't right. tell them, hey, I'm just a step ahead of you. <laughs> uh, you know, you're, no, no, we got this. So anyway, we're covered. All righty. Well, this is wonderful. So uh, and then I'm I, I do I do need to note though uh, when John proposed and showed me the picture, I said, "Hey, I've got more hair than that. You need to add more hair to my head because they were all equally distributed. <laughs> yeah, and, they. And God is not quite equally distributed. All in three of the heads. people had little tufts on the side. Yep, they were all the same. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, it's not the same. So now Paul has the most. <laughs> Uh, what is the three bears like? This uh, Goldilocks, the three bears? Yeah, the one that has the littlest amount yep. of hair, and the one has so the Joe biggest has amount of hair. Right. Joe has just right. Yeah. Right in the That's middle. That's funny. Yeah. So I knew it was something. You know, there's one. So this is a real question about a lot of things in life is somehow it, like, moved me. And I was willing to listen to other people's responses or I was willing to say, ah, let's not do it. But I had to recognize, like, somehow when I looked at it, I would laugh. I'd be in my house by myself looking at this picture. I'm like, this is funny. <laughs> now, if other people had not, I could sacrifice it and say no and whatever. But I had to recognize something moved me. And then I would watch people's responses. I would secretly show it to a few people. So a few people aren't surprised. Like, mom. Oh, mom got to see it. And well, last night when I'm at the st- – yesterday when I'm at the store picking them up, I have one on, and I'm opening the box, and this woman walks by who doesn't know us from a hill of beans, and she starts laughing, and she's like, that's great. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the response I was looking for. Yeah, so. it's, it is great. Well, that's fun. So we'll, uh, we'll let some, some more of our listeners wake up and uh, get to the show and check it out. But maybe, uh, Father John, I think you got to get out of here and – celebrate mass after for the second hour but before we go we'll go ahead and give that out maybe we want to give it out closer to drive time uh sure. 7 what time are you busting out of here uh that would work eight o'clock all right yeah. 7 so if you're out there listening in in a half hour giving away the first ever rutten radio t-shirt with the three stooges and we'll en- and we'll provide the information on how you can order your own oh your cafe press yep. we can get coffee mugs no way i want a coffee yeah. mug yeah i kind of feel like we're going to turn into bill o'reilly or uh or ingram or like <laughs> you yeah. know they're always when it comes to christmas time they spend half their show like hawking materials we're not hawking materials <laughs> no, i'm not hawking materials all right. <laughs> all right. the man wearing his mount marty logo <laughs> i'm not hawking materials hey, go to hey, work. come to mount marty <laughs> gotta go to work. Hey, I left my Mount Marty coffee mug at home. Oh, I thought about oh, it. Yeah, I thought about go, it. Like, yeah. no, okay, I don't need to be okay, out there okay. proselytizing. Right. No, I just, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Well, today's a special day, everybody out there. I'll tell all our listeners. I, we hope you're doing well. We hope that your fall transition's been going good. Harvest has been going good. I know my in-laws just wrapped theirs up. Um, so, you know, I don't know if. That's where everybody's at, but people are in the middle of harvest or getting maybe even toward the back end of it, but the beans and corn and all that fun stuff. So we want to remember our our farmers out there, people feeding America and feeding the world, keeping everybody safe as well out there. We pray for their prayers. But today is that special day in the church that I love so much, All Saints Day. Absolutely. And I think for me, the reason that it's such a great day is that I love to be inspired I must. I, I love stories. I love, you know, C.S. Lewis, and I love entering into these great 
And I just think the lives of the saints are just fantastic stories to enter into. So every time I hear a new one, I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And then I want to run around telling yeah. everybody about it. Like, like, uh, 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 who's the young young Mexican boy? Oh, uh, Sanchez Del, Del Rio. Rio. Like, yep. that's epic. The kid has his feet filleted. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. But he yeah. doesn't deny Christ, no. you know? Yeah, like, and such a simple thing. I mean, all he had to do was say, you know, death to Christ. Yep. All he had to do was say it. Yeah. Uh, and he would have been free. And, and he wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do With it. his family there watching. Oh, I bet his mother oh. was just yeah, absolutely it's, beside it's, herself. If you've never watched For Greater Glory, it really is. Yeah. There's just so much about that. Maybe that would be our movie for the next Oh, time. perfect. Because even Great you look movie. at the general's, like, transformation in his love for that, that young boy and how that changes him. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's... So, uh, so today's that special day. We'll talk a little bit about it. We'll do uh, for our movie next week, uh, For Greater Glory. So everybody out there listening, go ahead and watch it with us this next month, and then we'll come back and do our movie review. Uh, for a half hour next month in December on For Greater Glory. Fantastic movie. True story. And uh, you know what? That's part of what I like about the stories of the saints is they bring us into history and they help us kind of enter into that capsule of their time period and their culture. But I I think we fail to realize that just 100 years ago, the Catholic Church was uh, banned and shut down in Mexico and deeply, deeply persecuted and priests were killed and nuns were killed and Catholics were killed. Like yeah. this was an, uh, an intense, intentional effort on, be part of, on, on the, the part of uh, the president, Plutarco, and his government uh, to shut down the Catholic Church. And, and I don't know, I'd never heard about that in my history class or in about any of my other stories or even at catechism class, right? And then all of a sudden you read this story about Sanchez Del Rio, and you're like, well, what is he? Why are they killing a 12 year old? And then you get into it, and you're like, oh, they didn't just kill a 12 year old. Uh, they basically banished Catholicism from the country and executed anybody that practiced it publicly. Um, and that's just 100 years ago south of us. So when we look at uh, the faith, that we, we have a lot to be grateful for that we get to worship and pray and live in a country where, t- to, to some degree, I mean, for the most part, we're free. Although we would stop and say, you know, there are freedoms aren't always granted to us either. Um, so with that, Saint, All Saints Day, I thought, you know what? You know, I, how many people out there, I don't even know necessarily the exact thing, but how do you become a saint? Hmm. You know, what's that process where it's like, all right, uh, it's going to be St. John Rutten. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good chuckle, Paul. <laughs> uh, how, how does? I think we both all know it. Probably we better lean. If we're gonna lean anywhere, it better be Saint Paul, Saint uh, Monica. So, yeah, Saint Monica. There we go. Yeah, yeah there so you mom. go. Saint Ed. Yeah, Saint Ed. So, well, how, go, Saint so Ed. let's go, hey, Dad. Ed, all right, let's work. take that. So, Dad, why would Dad's Dad die. All right. So, if if for some reason, like there are thousands and thousands of saints, if we wanted to stop and say. No, let's make this real. I'm going to put you two on the spot. Oh. So I had a Catholic priest come and visit the diocese a couple of years ago, and he said that <laughs> you should start a cause of canonization for your father. And I thought, what? And he said, your brothers are priests. They'll know how to do it. Just tell them. <laughs> and and they've got right, plenty of spare time <laughs> yeah, to do it. it. <laughs> so I thought, well, that's great. This is awesome. Yes, I get to go tell the brother priest, you guys have to go do something because fathers, you know, I, and I was like, but how do you even be, where does a person even begin if you stop and say, all right, 
we just made somebody a saint. Well, where did that start? Anybody want to jump in on the front end? Is it something that you just, the Pope oh, decides? Or you mean is like it, right now? Yeah, like yeah, let's talk no. about that. Is there a step process there, to there this is, thing? As with anything, there's always a process. One, typically the person sh has lived such a life that we would call them a saint. You know, so you look at like Mother Teresa, uh, now St. Teresa of Calcutta. Like people were already calling her a saint by the way she was living her life. Now that doesn't mean that she is a saint. It doesn't mean that, that she should be a saint because we've also found that sometimes people we thought were saintly uh, weren't. Uh, but that the person lived such a life that it, it reflected those things. Uh, they have to be dead. Uh, <laughs> so that's important. You have to die first. I always thought that <laughs> was good about naming buildings after people. Sometimes yep. it might be better to let the person mm -hmm. be gone before you... Because yep. what happens if either something's discovered or if they do something stupid before they die yep. and you name the building after them? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean you look at uh, Enron, Enron Park down in Texas. Oh. And then the whole company like falls apart and we realize it's a big sham and they've just named this entire stadium mm -hmm. after Enron and now they got Enron, you know, so yeah. The church is, <laughs> it's, you know. And that's not where modern marketing is, but there's some wisdom in the church saying, let sure. a person die. Well, and it's also important to know that a saint is someone who is in heaven with God. Gotcha. I mean, that, that's what a saint is. So a saint is, is anyone who is in heaven enjoying the beatific vision worshiping God and God alone. Uh, so we want to make sure they're really there. <laughs> uh, so, yep, so they have to die. Uh, the church asks that you wait uh, for a period of time. Um, I believe it's five years. It is five years. It's interesting. And, unless uh, you're really holy. Well, unless yep. you're really holy. So it's, yeah, in reading an article on it, by the way, sometimes we got to do our own investigation a few minutes before. One, one step minutes? ahead, right? <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, in reading about, uh, it said, you know, it, 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 traditionally it is five years, unless you're Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Mother Teresa, they just bypassed yeah. the five-year waiting period, but standard five-year yeah. waiting period. And some of that, again, is so that we can kind of see what happens. Also, we know this idea of a cult of personality. Yeah. Uh, and they want to say, what happens when this person is gone? Yeah. It, it, does this excitement disappear uh what really does happen when the person is gone because you look at so many things and when the person's gone it just begins to to, to tank uh and so now uh, we wait five years uh and then uh there's a office in the vatican or at the Vatican. it's not in the vatican but a vatican office that is in charge of the pr process of canonization uh so someone has to be willing to uh head the whole thing up <laughs> and it's a lot of work. And so oh. that's why you guys were like, <clears throat> yeah, no uh, we got things going on. It's also why most of the saints, at least in our modern era, are religious or clerics. Yeah. Gotcha. Because to to do this takes a lot of work and time. And, and I don't think the average person has this ability to de yeah. dedicate their life. But often what would happen is like, say, uh, Venerable Fulton Sheen. You know, yeah. the diocese can then say, well, we, we're going to put somebody in charge of this mm -hmm. uh, case. And so then they begin to, to look through it all. So Archbishop Fulton Sheen, the great yep. Catholic uh, archbishop and uh, radio personality, yep. TV personality, uh, is in the process of becoming a saint a saint, yep. uh, or being recognized. And I so he's still venerable. The, I'd have to look. The diocese has his cause. Yep. So, uh, and I think Peoria, where 
he was yep. from is yep. the one that has been heading up the cause. So in that case, that's the diocese. Or um, the religious order that the person yep. lived with might assign somebody that is in charge of the case. But with a lay person, we're kind of like out here in the floating around like so we don't your kids. <laughs> uh, so your kids could do it. Your family member uh, could do it. Someone, I mean, it could, the church could do it as well, but typically it's the family uh, puts forth the cause. So this is happening right here <clears throat> in our own backyard yes. in South Dakota. Um, oh, yeah. So you know that Harney Peak in, South, uh, in Rapid City out in Black Hills is renamed Black Elk peak and very few people knew who black elk was and there's you know a lot of nobody likes change and so why are we changing it's always going to be custer peak to me or uh, harney peak to me and whatever else well long story short right when they did it i went nuts i know like, i know been, i was like i'm like why are you all excited this is it's black elk like they're recognizing black elk black elk's a catholic convert to the faith he's one of the great catholic catechists of the native people and so I've heard his stories. I'd read about him through Martin Marty's work and this stuff. And this is before I took the job at Mount Marty. Um, so when they did it, I was very excited. I never really realized that there could be or that he was a saint or that there would be any process of this. Well, uh, just last Sunday, they, two Sundays ago, they celebrated the opening mass where the bishop received um, the, uh, the families. So the first, the family picked it up. Like you said, the family of Black Elk picked up the cause. They put it together. They presented it to the bishop uh, who, for investigation. And the bishop said, yep, uh, let's push this on to Rome. And so Black Elk's case has been pushed on to Rome by the bishop. And so he can now be called uh, Black Elk's servant of God. Right. And then after that, what happens? Well, now Rome's going to get the case, right? So now somebody in Rome gets it, or how, how does it work? Well, Once you're a servant of God. It still has to be <clears throat> promulgated by wherever. So, yep. uh, but Rome will begin to process the case. Gotcha. So they'll work through the process. So they'll continue to ask for different documents. Uh -oh. But one of the hard things that's going to be... So they're be, verifying it. Verifying it. Is they want to go through everything that they've ever written. or So they've got to like look through all this. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine these days? How imagine much stuff? John Paul II. How much oh, stuff? Well, they, yeah. You know, well, they knew most. Well, he was like. Just to verify that what they said was true and was gotcha. in line with the church and it wasn't heretic. All those things. So they got to verify all yep. Of, yep. Of, of that aspect itself. Which is one of the things I always remind about the saints. The gift, you know, for those that aren't Catholic or for those that don't understand, it can seem kind of weird. And it has this like, what are you guys doing? It feels a little bit like, I don't know. Well, it's actually a real gift. I mean, everyone knows that you have experienced something where someone is one thing and then you're like, oh, they aren't totally with it, you know? And the church is just saying, hey, we want to make sure that this group of people, you know, you should follow all people who are imitating Christ. You should follow all people who are doing good, you know, living lives of love. Uh, but these, you can be assured that you're not going to find a particular area that's going to go wrong. Yep. It's like sending a kid to a movie. You know, you've heard good things about the movie, but then you send them there. Oh, oh, I forgot I about time, that part. <laughs> I, one time when I went to the seminary, a friend of mine who was also in the seminary told me about this great movie, yeah. and I'm not going to say the name of it. And I'm thinking, awesome, this will be great. You know, and we have movie night at the seminary. I'm <laughs> oh, you didn't I want to like be a part of this group of guys, and you know. So I said, hey, I got an idea. Let's <laughs> do this. We we had this movie, and. Everyone 
is like lots of the seminarians chose to come. And this priest, this Dominican priest who's oh. well known throughout the country. And we're sitting there watching the movie and literally like four minutes into the movie, he leans over to me. <laughs> I mean, already they have offended like about <laughs> four of the commandments. And he leans over to me. I can't even sit. And he says, so is this going to be one of those movies where they say blank, 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 blankety blank every five minutes? I'm like, I mean, <laughs> I was terrified. I was so new. I was so afraid of my own, like, shadow in conversion. And here this famous priest is, like, thinking, everyone started to get up to leave. <laughs> Every, like, they all started leaving. And I, I am, like, in French, I'm like... These people are so repugnant. Like, what are you, like, moralists? And, you know, I'm just, like, entrenching myself. I'm like, they are wrong and I'm right. Oh, no. And then I'm thinking, no, they're probably right. Why am I doing this? It came down to two people that stayed. You? My classmate, uh, Steve, Father Steve Jones, I think is who it was, or Father Andy Young. It was one or the other. And this priest. Oh. That's love, my friends. Oh, that they stuck with you. That's some yeah. He knew. I knew what he knew. <laughs> him staying wasn't him approving of the movie or anything. Him staying was approving of me. He loved me. He sure. knew that I needed something more than to be shamed or to be told you're stupid or to be told I, like I, I grew so much from his him sure. staying with me. I'm not so I looked at. So the movie I thought was one thing, but it actually had a a dynamic that the people didn't share with me. The saints, the church is saying, these people with a capital S are everything you've heard about. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find anything here that's going to like lead you astray. They're going to lead you to one thing, yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't mean that they didn't do things that weren't right. No, they're not perfect. So they I think that's perfect. also important. True. So True. so there's this reality of, of being able to balance that and say, okay, so what, what makes the difference? But Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, it's, uh, it's called heroic virtue. Um, and I think that we can come back after break and we can talk more about that because that whole life of what, it, what does it mean to be a saint? Well, what are we looking for? Well, they're looking for what they call heroic virtue. So we can talk more about that when we come back here to Rutten Radio on Lamb Catholic Radio. And uh, we're grateful that you're out there listening. And we'll be right back. Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need. Whether it's term life or whole life, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis, please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance. One of the great ways that Discount Catholic Products has changed my life is that I have a much deeper connection to my Catholic faith and I have become more confident in my faith. Hi, this is Megan Dolly, owner of DiscountCatholicProducts.com here in Harrisburg, South Dakota, and I get to help people on their faith journey. I handle prayer cards, medals, books, and all kinds of sacramentals every day. And in doing that, I can't help but grow in my faith. And we want to help our customers do the same thing. Find us online at DiscountCatholicProducts.com. 
Catholic United Financial is a fraternal life insurance company dedicated to providing our members with life insurance and financial products. Unlike a typical insurance company, we pay it forward by pouring our profits back into the community. We distribute grants and award scholarships, provide funds and support for Catholic parishes and schools, and coordinate local service programs. I'm David Schoenhart, the local representative in Sioux Falls in Northwest Iowa. I can be reached at 763-670-9058. Catholic United Financial. Every step, every journey, we're there for life. My name is Dr. Matt Hayes. I'm an orthopedic radiologist at Stanford Health. I completed my undergraduate degree at Mount Marty College. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, I was welcomed with open arms. I would give high school students the following advice. I wouldn't overlook a smaller school. And a small school allows you to excel individually. One of the things that led me to excel was having professors that know every student's name. They personally know you. The professors truly judge their success by the success of their students. The ability of the professors to instill in them a desire to lifelong learn, community, and above all, faith. Mount Marty does this better than any school in South Dakota. There's a lot of professors that can teach, but there's only there's so few that can motivate you to go above and beyond what you even thought possible. Mount Marty College will instill in you an unshakable sense of faith that will allow you to lead and serve in your future and in your career.
And let's go back to Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by DiscountCatholicProducts.com, your one-stop online shopping experience for the Catholic community, and Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to Rutten Radio. Here we are, Sioux Falls and beyond. If you only knew what was going on (laughs) behind the scenes while this was happening, you can imagine. Number one, uh, Father John's just figuring out or being told (laughs) how Facebook works. No, this isn't. This is. This is. I'm not going to reveal all the dark secrets. Just the, Uh, the the Facebook, right? So on Facebook, you can tell where people are checking in from and so yep. uh there you know father paul's <laughs> over here and he's saying boy i only got about 50 people from watertown yeah. so watertown pick up your game <laughs> step it up up there folks we want to your pastors down. needs a little pick me up around well, here. pick me up he's not he's he feels like peter he's sinking uh, wants to walk on water get him get him but, more I, but I think if we probably did percentages <clears throat> i oh, probably am doing all right. yeah i probably don't have any well, my water, wife might, maybe, I don't know. Sioux Falls has 211. Sioux Falls has 211. So Facebook, you can track all this data. Um, well, there's people, four people in Italy, Dominican Republic. We even got somebody in the United Emirates yeah. checking this thing out. So you just never know. Like I said, coast to coast, across the pond, across the world, and around the globe. There Rutten Radio all coming right. at you live. So we're going to give away a T-shirt here, uh, the brand-new crisp Rutten Radio T-shirt with the three-headed monster, the three stooges whatever it is that you like to cause. And so we're trying to figure out a way to do this out there. So we know like John Friedman's out there listening. We know Jeff Boston's out there listening. All you folks out there listening, here's what we're going to do. Go to Facebook. Get your Facebook ready on your iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, sorry. We'll have to find another one for you. Uh, Go to Facebook. Get out there. If you haven't liked the page, Rutten Radio, get on the Rutten Radio page. Like the page. Check it out. Make some comments. Tell us, uh, you know, all the fun things that you like about. The, and here's how we're going to give the shirt away. Today is All Saints Day. Right? Yeah. So we want to give this shirt away. We want to know. I don't know. What kind of. <laughs> this is, it's like, I don't know. All right. So here, <clears throat> Facebook, let's go with this. What is the patron saint? The first person to reply on Facebook. Yep. Uh-huh. On Facebook. What is the patron saint of Father John, Father Paul, and of Joe's home Catholic parish? The Ooh. first person to respond on Facebook with the patron saint of the priests and Father and Joe's now, home parish on Rutten Radio Facebook page. Gets the <laughs> I, shirt. So just to, now that they're all doing that, I'll finish my story. Just so you guys do know, by the time it came Lucas down to only it. two people. Lucas Lorenzen? Lucas? Man. Hey! <laughs> Congratulations. That was, that was the first one that popped up. I'm, I think I actually, uh, I'll, I'll be FedEx today. I think I will be seeing him. So. Oh, they're coming in fast. Oh, Lucas, St. Joseph. Ooh, baby. I have to give it to Lucas. I, just, just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to come that quick. I was like going down another road and... Oh, St. Joseph, there we go. All See, right. I don't well. know how to use Facebook. I'm. If there's anybody out there who feels inept in front of all of this stuff, and you're like, well, how come you don't publish it in writing? How come you don't? Don't worry. I oh, totally understand. Oh, they're coming understand. in hot and heavy. We, uh, yep. Father, right. 
Father. Right. 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 So look at all these people. Look, Anne. Anne. I don't know. Do I know Anne? <laughs> I don't Diane. Diane's got it. I need like a perpetual 14-year-old to like <laughs> hang around with yep. so that they can like do all of my electronic stuff. I know just radio, enough. Do you have the Rotten Radio Facebook page up? Yeah, and I just can't yeah, figure like, out how to Bottom corner. Bottom corner. Right left-hand corner. Bottom. The other left. The other left. Over here. Yeah, Father Joe just chimed in. Do what? So things are popping up. Yeah. You see them? Yeah. Yeah. So they're telling you what's happening. See, so Catherine just responded. Oh, yeah. So Katie's it'll in. tell you what's going on. Anyways. Oh, Chuck and Monica debate. Yep. See? Yep. See, see, see. Ah. Hey, so Lucas jumped. Quick. Hey, Katie, I he think I know ah. someone that can help you get a shirt through the back door. So we'll see. If you're out there listening, well, actually, Catherine. Actually, though, you ah. can get uh, not only t shirts, but other things. Uh, again, my skills are limited. Uh, but instead of trying to figure out how to facilitate all of this, I just simply created on CafePress.com a Rotten Radio page. So if you go to CafePress.com backslash Rotten Radio, all one word, you'll see T-shirts, mugs, all kinds of stuff with our logo on it. There we um, go. Awesome. It's not the cheapest way to do it, but none of us can facilitate yeah, we're not gonna all start. of that. So anyway, so you can go to the Cafe Press page. Uh, and you can find T-shirts. Yeah, Cafe Press. Get your own Rutten Radio T-shirt or, or coffee mug. Or oh. you can join us every month as we uh, come from coast to coast and around the globe. Here we are modeling our brand new Rutten Radio T-shirts. <laughs> Thanks to Mike Severson. Yes. God bless yeah, you, Mike. Father John Brown Rutten. and Sanger. Father, Father John Rutten for all his work and getting these things done right. at the last minute. And Alex High for the inspirational... See, I do kind of feel like, uh, you know, those late night QVC programs <laughs> oh, or something totally, like, totally. Where, you know, yeah, with QVC <laughs> they, they're, they're made from the finest knit wool. The, yeah. <laughs> it's see, this is for the, all those people who aren't watching and you're wondering what happens in the background of all of this is Heather, who makes our Facebook page possible with pictures and but I do. I feel like this is made with the finest merino wool and is. From Vatican Yes, yeah, uh, will not shrink. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Boschian said we needed a tougher question. <laughs> Listen, we, we need a, we need more we need a lot of help. <laughs> we here need more help us. than just a tough right, question. Right, yeah, we, I we can't even. It. So, so yeah. So to finish that little tiny story, God did. I mean, He was like really working on me. But the Are movie we, back we to were the bad yeah, movie. Yeah. So the bad movie I watched. <laughs> if if you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to go listen to the episode again. Um, once it came down to the two of us, it's sort of like I was able to receive them. I knew this priest was like present and he wasn't going to shame me and he wasn't. And I just went up and I turned the movie off and I was like, I think it was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be in there. <laughs> so we didn't keep watching it. We only literally watched maybe 10 minutes of the movie. I mean, it was so repulsive. It was. This is what I'd say. Most people probably wouldn't be repulsed by it, although it was a bit borderline. But when you're in a seminary, I mean, I'd come from the, uh, you know. So anyway, we did, and I still see the priest once in a while. And he's also the priest who uh, smoked with me, and so we got banished. We were kind of in that era where smoking was just beginning to become sure. bad, and we used to be able to smoke outside the seminary. They banished us to the garbage cans. Yeah. Yeah, we had to go yeah. smoke down by the garbage cans. <laughs> he was like furious, you know. So anyway, God is good. We're yeah. all a growth in progress. We're all saints. 
in the, in the making. making. In the making. All right. Well, speaking of saints in the making, we're talking about the steps of becoming a saint. We know that you got to first you got to die. Mm-hmm. That's the first requirement. So we that's always fun to look forward to. So death. Once we die, then in five years, we want a waiting period to kind of let things settle down and sort out and let the cult of personality die and those types of things. But you can actually take forever, too. This can, your, your cause can be picked up. Like, uh, Saint, Saint, uh, there's a, a Benedictine saint that Mount Marty, down at Mount Marty, their main hall is called Bede Hall, B-E-D-E. Oh, sure. Well, Saint Bede um, died, and then like 700 years later, he was his cause was was brought forward. So you could be Mother Teresa or have the five year period waited. You could be Saint Bede and take six seven hundred yeah. years. And and sometimes they don't go on. Yeah. Either something was discovered, uh, you know, or the cause just gets dropped. So it doesn't necessarily because your cause gets started doesn't mean it gets finished. Yep. And so you have that servant of God is the first step where. You're able to, to be recognized, and the investigation <laughs> begins. Then what they're looking for is they're looking for what I like to, the proof of life of heroic virtue. We, they need evidence that this person is with God in heaven and that they've done, they've lived a life that's worthy of this. And so what they look for is they look for, to have uh, miracles that verify that their life was heroically lived. And so this miracle, once a first miracle happens, then they can become to the next stage, which is beatification. And they're called blessed. And then after that, the next stage is another miracle. They need two miracles. And then they can be brought forth to the process of canonization where they're recognized as saints. So that's kind of a five-step process that it takes to become a saint. Long story short, uh, it takes a couple of miracles. What are you laughing at over there, Father John? Life is amazing. Why? What do you got going on Facebook? <laughs> My friends are arguing back and forth between each other about whether one could have, one person said they could have beat Lucas to the punch. Oh. So they're basically oh. saying you might have won, but you didn't really. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, like kids, right? You know? Like, uh. and, so then, and so then Lucas responds to her and says, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we uh, just gave away a Rutten t-shirt that we're all wearing here. You can check us out on Facebook, uh, Rutten Radio, or you can check us out live. Go to Lamb Catholic, uh, uh, what is it, Lamb Radio here, lambradio.com to check out the video and the live stream. So we're talking about All Saints Day here. We got over with... uh, with Halloween last night, and so we can talk a little bit about more of that after John goes. But what are you guys' favorite saints? You guys got a saint or two that you'd like to share a story about here on All Saints Day to inspire our listeners? And I go quick so that I can yeah. run out of here if it need be. Uh, Blessed Charles Foucault is not a saint, so, so well, he's, he's, he's in the process. Yeah. He's in yeah, the process. Blessed, which is so good to know. just one more. Yep. Yeah, because then, you know, it's like the, this thing happens, and then you catch him in different stages. Yep. And that's, and then you become a part of this life that's moving mm-hmm. toward canonization. Absolutely. And so he was a Frenchman uh, a century ago. He lived, he was part of the aristocracy. His parents died young. He had a lot of money. He was sort of lived the high life and indulged in a lot of pleasures of the world. But through the gift of a sacrament of confession, he had a profound conversion and took a new journey and he ended up in Africa um, living among the Muslims, and apparently in the worldly way, he didn't bring about much c- 
conversion. But his life has converted many people since he died, mm -hmm. and many people uh, have come to know him. And I like to say, too, it's a, it's a good way in which we see the fruits of conversion. Just be, The fruits of somebody's conversion isn't always that lots of people start doing stuff, but like the Muslims would always come to him with their disputes. Mm. The poor always lined up at his door. Like, he didn't convert hardly anyone to the Catholic right. faith. Yep. But it was evident this man has something about him that's different. So, Blessed Charles Foucault is sort of at the top of my friends list. Oh, that's great. Father Paul? Um, Pier Giorgio Frassati is always uh, one. Yeah. Blessed Pier Giorgio. Again, moving on the way. Um, the newest one probably would be Blessed Chiara hmm. Luce Badano, the Italian girl, the first Gen X. Uh, and it was her feast day just the other day uh, on Sunday. And one of the parishioners in, in our uh, parish is praying for a miracle for their daughter uh, to uh, Blessed Chiara. Uh, and they had a birthday cake. So they celebrate. It's like they really are getting into this. You know, like as a family, mm -hmm. they had a birthday cake to celebrate the feast day for the saint. Because it's not just like a history, like, oh, we remember. But it really is somebody alive. Like alive even more than we can even imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they're celebrating as a family, uh, this, this girl that they've never met, but looks just like them as a family. Like, mm -hmm. she looks like them. It's, it's really kind of an amazing thing. Um, Joe, your a favorite saint? Um, that's a, you know, let's, there's a lot, and that's where you just want to talk about all these things. But my first one was Maximilian Colby that I just fell in love with. I love the, the study history, and then to find out this guy in the middle of this terrible tragedy responded in a way that said you know i'll give my life for another another person's life yep. and then you read into the story about it and you're like man there was a lot of people in the concentration camps that lived heroically and gave hope to people um, particularly ministers and priests it's not just catholics but it's the whole gamut of uh, the religious so uh, for instance um, the priests the the nazis would actually put them all in the same concentration camp often uh, in order not to put them amongst the people sure. to inspire them. So, like, I believe Dachau yep. uh, was really a strong concentration of them because if you put them out in the people, then they gave them hope. Mm -hmm. And so it's a power and a testament to faith and to the light of Christ in the middle of the darkness. The second one that I fell in love with was Padre Pio. And oh. Padre Pio's rock star. Like, because I liked Unsolved Mysteries as a kid. I liked Bigfoot and UFOs and Pyramids of Egypt. I loved all these different things that were mysterious. And so when I came to faith and kind of had a conversion, Padre Pio jumped out to me. You know, here's a guy that could buy locate yeah. his, you know, be, be in prayer. And he had the stigmata. He could read your heart in confession. You know, the, 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 the powers and gifts that God gave this person were just amazing. And he's modern. He died in 1963 or so. And many of the, the, the American soldiers that went to Italy during World War II encountered him. They would go to, to his hometown, to where his friary was, uh, to see him and to talk to him. And, to, and, and thousands and thousands of people flocked to Italy for peer, uh, for. Padre Pio. So he's got a fantastic story that's fascinating. And then the latest is Pier Giorgio Frassati. Yeah. I can't get over. He's a rock star. Pier Giorgio, I always taught the kids at, at school when I was teaching. All the girls wanted to date him and all the boys wanted to be him. He was an attractive, handsome Italian young man. 
but he lived his life magnanimously. He lived it with greatness. He was a mountain climber, and, and, and he loved having fun. He was gregarious. Everybody loved being around him, but he was holy. His faith mattered to him. He went to Mass every day, and, and people became better by being around him. And so I just think that he inspires a lot of young people today. Yeah, and one of the other aspects about Pier Giorgio that I would often say to our students is he was also misunderstood by his parents. <laughs> And I think, you know, that's the mm-hmm. reality that so often young kids are striving for something or they feel like people don't understand them. Yeah. Uh, and now sometimes what they're doing maybe isn't the right thing, but to be able to have a saint that can say, I get it. I get doing something and, and your parents not understanding and people not, you know, uh, to be able to look at that. Uh, yeah, and so you, you, do, you do see those incredible things in the lives of the saints. The uh, Pier Giorgio Frasati, there's a couple of books out on him, but uh, just a heads up. The key, the key that I found with them is just how, how real they are when you can yes. get photos of them. Mm-hmm. The modern saints that have photos, so you can see their funerals where thousands of people mm-hmm. show up. It's like the miracle of the sun with Fatima, yeah. right? So, well, we're kind of getting close to, to wrapping up another break here in the first hour, and John's got to bust out. But maybe we should say a prayer for the kids uh, off to school this morning, and that'd be a great way to transition into our break. And then Father John can get off to Mass here for All Saints Day. And we'll be back here for a second hour with Father Joe and uh, with Father Joe. Father Paul with myself and Father Paul. So with that, would uh, one of you two priests we'll let John okay. he's lead be us in prayer? In, second in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the gift and grace of this day, for the lives you have entrusted to us, the divine life which you have given to us that we might rely upon your grace, that we might pray for your assistance in this life. We thank you for those that have gone before us, our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, who have made our lives a possibility might they attain an eternal reward. And might those who have attained this eternal reward continue to intercede for us and be witnesses to us of a life in search of the fullness of God, the fullness found in Jesus Christ. As we pray, Hail Mary. Full Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray Pray for for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. And And with with your spirit. Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And let's go back to Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by DiscountCatholicProducts.com, your one-stop online shopping experience for the Catholic community, and Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to Rutten Radio. Good morning, Sioux Falls. How's everybody doing here, Paul? <laughs> doing great. Well, just in case any of our listeners didn't get in on the first hour, I didn't want to leave them out on my good morning Vietnam right. welcome. No, we, we heaven, heaven forbid anyone not the radio get that. show. The first one, the seven o'clock hour was really epic. I was feeling inspired, <laughs> long-winded. You know what? I, I think I have our next project. We oh. can be like Jocko Wilnick. Oh, and we can, we can sell an album of our soundtracks. That's And awesome. so every morning you can wake up to Joe Rotten saying, Good, Good morning. We're not going to do that. Uh, 
Jocko, yeah, that's no, it. No, we're not going to do Jocko's it. Jocko's pretty All right, rock let's get back. star. All right, well, we'll move off of secular and into uh, the Sanctus, into the Holy. So we were talking in the first hour about saints and Halloween and all souls and all stuff. But really we said, all right, it's all saints day to day. How does one become a saint? We kind of talked about, you know, five-year process. You become a servant of God. Your cause is put forward. You show this life of heroic virtue. It doesn't mean you're perfect, nope. but you lived life in a heroic way. And then you need a couple of miracles along the way Absolutely. to kind of verify, if you will, that process. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Boston over at O'Gorman High School is chiming in on, on Facebook. And, you know, he teaches, they, they teach a, a course on saints over there. And so I'm sure that the O'Gorman kids have this all dialed in, as a lot of Catholics kind of do. But, uh, but he had mentioned, you know, that things like the term devil's advocate comes from this process of oh, canonization and so the devil's advocate is a person that is appointed um to, in opposition right sure, so there sure. so it's to make sure that um there's an honest assessment right of this process of of this person and yeah. so so this devil's advocate if you will um is actually an asset because you're saying all right we need to have somebody here that's sure. specifically looking to try and blow this thing up yeah. like and so that term, devil's advocate, sure. uh, uh, Mr. Boston was chiming in on. But it, I think it is important in that, though, that the church doesn't declare anyone in hell. Now, no. we, we believe there are people there. It, yeah. it exists, uh, which is important, I think, as well, because the church doesn't, it's not about that aspect. It, it really is. So if, if somebody got to that point where the church was a little hesitant, simply stop the cause. Yep. Uh, pull back and say, you know, we're not sure. We'll, we'll leave it. Uh, and then and maybe it sits around for 700 years yeah. like St. Bede. Yeah. Maybe it's picked back up. Maybe it's not. You never and know. so that is, that is a good uh, reminder there because it's not like somehow the church is in this to, you know, pat itself on the back. Well, all it's doing is saying, listen, these are people that have lived heroically that should inspire you yeah. to do the same. And you should try and follow in their footsteps yeah. toward Christ to be, to be holy yeah. yourself and to eventually end up. Where they are. Yep, absolutely. St. John Paul the Great, that was one of the things, because he was canonizing a lot of people, and they started to sort of criticize him a little bit about it. And he's like, no. No, he said, too often we think this is something from days gone by. And mm. I want people to know saints that they had seen alive. Yes. Uh, and I want people to be inspired in all different areas and different ways of life. And so he was always canonized. I mean, it got to, it was one of those things that got to the point that at seminary, we're like, oh, another canonization. Like, oh, I bet. It was just so Yeah, because you were in seminary in Rome. Seminary over there, and it was like, oh, another canonization. And you're like, I can't go to a mall. I just yeah. can't go to a mall anymore. And so, you know, this is interesting because that intention of John Paul the Great uh, lived out in our lives, right? Because we now do have a whole host of saints oh that gosh, we can yeah. connect to that it's like, man, we're, look at all of these. Whereas when I was young, it seemed like all of the saints were were older, right? I mean, it's not like they were new or recent, or but now there's Blessed Chiara, there's mm -hmm. uh, the Mullah, there's yep. a whole host. Yeah, of them. Oh, and, and, and John Paul himself, John Mother Paul Teresa, himself, Mother Teresa, uh, the martyrs. Uh, lots of martyrs yeah, from all over the place. And, uh, you know, there's a wonderful young lady from our diocese who's just a rock star out there in the world that Father uh, 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 Bishop Barron picked up on yeah. and, and hired from underneath us, uh, Cassie Pease. And yeah. so Cassie Pease has made her whole life in some ways 
on taking her creative gift of art and design and taking the inspirational quotes of these new saints and old and bringing them and putting them into a context that's attractive to people yeah. today. And, and, and so I, she's at, has her own business, entrepreneurship, yep. own business. Yep. To, and then all of a sudden, Bishop Barron's like, who is that girl out there in the <laughs> plains of South Dakota doing this great stuff? I think I need her to work for me. Yep. So she now works out in Chicago yep. with. Oh, uh, I did just see. Fire. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, she has a calendar. Oh, of really? the saints for 2018. I just saw it on Facebook this morning uh, that one could purchase as well, which would probably be better than buying one of these T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Cassie Peace Designs uh, is a great one. Yeah. So it's uh, saints that she's drawn up with a great quote. Uh, Blessed Kiara was on the one of the pages. Oh, really? Uh, is what made me think of it. So, um, I just, uh, I've, yeah, I always, <laughs> she, you know how like when people become saints or rock stars, they do great things. You always want to be attached to them. You want to be a, yep. so like I'm always like now Cassie Pease, she used to follow me around the diocese <laughs> when I gave talks, uh, selling her stuff out of the trunk of her car. Yeah, and literally I was like, this and now girl you're following is so, her. Now around. I'm following her. Now I'm hoping <laughs> that I can follow her around. Yeah. So when she was doing it, I was like, this stuff is so good. Cassie, come and sell this stuff. When I go somewhere, like it's yeah. nice to be, but you can sell this stuff and it can. I'll inspire them, and then your yep. stuff can they can take with you and so she would she'd load up her car and her yep. back of her trunk and she'd drive to watertown or to talk here or there yep. and then bishop baron swooped her up and she's a rock star now so hopefully you still remember us cassie we're out here uh but on to on to saints and, and those things as well she's not the only one around here doing entrepreneurial stuff with the faith and with inspiration and with uh our sister laura woods you yep. Has a great project, uh, the Remember Me Never Forgotten project. That's an uh, you can check it out online or Facebook, and it's uh, it's a, a twelve month of the year type of a three ring binder that allows you to track all of the people that have passed away for All Souls Day. Right, we tomorrow we're going to pray for all the souls that have passed away. Well, you can take and in this binder when you go to funerals, you always get those pamphlets from the funeral. And then what do you do with them? You put them in a drawer or you put them in your car and you forget about them. And where do you do it? Well, she created an organizer for them where by the month you can organize all of these people that uh, you've gone to their funeral. So check it out. Uh, Laura Woods on Facebook or go to... go to. I just uh, put it on our Rutten Radio just page. Just put it on see, the Rutten. See, that's why you go to Rutten easier. Radio. Oh. Go to Rutten Radio. It's a fantastic gift. I'm telling you. I, we really love ours. So speaking of... All Saints, in order to, because of All Saints, we have a secular holiday that we celebrate en masse in America called the other way Halloween. Well, it's the other way around. Was, because there was a pagan event, um, the church right, Christianized it. So the re, all right. <laughs> Which is This important. is awesome when we got no, our... No, this is important though. But, because often the, the people will tout out, oh, the Catholic Church, you know, there was a pagan day and oh, see. Right. Yeah, there yeah, was. That's why we There was it. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it's, we have Christmas. Yeah. Uh, there was one and we now have All Saints Day. All Saints Day. Uh, so th this reality of the church looks and there's so often within just humanity. Yes. These things that we desire, these things that we do. And so to remember the dead yep. isn't, a Christian thing per no. se. It really is a human thing. Yep. Uh, and so the reality is uh, the Celts uh, are the ones that had, uh, as they transitioned out of summer into winter uh, from life to death, they had 
days in which they remembered the dead. Yeah, I think they call it the Day of the Dead or uh, something. And that Mexico, the Hispanic culture, the Day of the Dead. Um, and it was the church, so it was, it was Pope Gregory Third, yep. who then said, you're absolutely right, we shouldn't yes, forget absolutely. these people. But here's why we shouldn't forget them. Thomas Aquinas says that without God's revelation, without the church, that humanity has the possibility to um, discover truth and goodness and beauty and just but oftentimes we will find that without god's assistance we'll miss the mark Mm -hmm. and that's what this is right we we know that we need to honor the dead we we have this internal desire that there's something more after death that's the thing is even this idea of of something after death like it's a relatively new phenomenon of atheism like this idea that we just die and there's nothing like the Egyptians believe there was something after death the Greeks believe there's something after death the Romans believe there's something after this idea of things that well but we didn't have the fullness of revelation and so God had to send the prophets he had to send Christ in order to have us give that full. so here we have the Celts who don't have the revelation of Christ the revelation of the gospel and they're honoring their dead and the church comes along and they simply take and I always think it's like those obelisks in Rome, where they'll have like the Egyptian obelisk or something, yep. or the old Roman obelisk, and then they cap it with a cross or a statue or something, and it kind of shows the significance—not necessarily of like we conquered this pagan religion, but 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 Christianity came and enveloped this this belief of their people that that more of it was a climax. That they finally re, they received the fullness of that that belief that they had. And so we have this All Saints Day that, as you said, Gregory the Third, I believe, pr- proposed. And so how do we get Halloween? Well, Halloween comes from the word for All Hallows Eve. So just as we have Christmas Eve, uh, uh, we have the Eve of All Saints Day. Uh, so Halloween is the Eve of All Saints so Day. So hallowed means... Sanctified or holy. To, to be holy. Yep. And so the eve of the holy day, yep. of, the, of the day we celebrate the holy ones, yep. becomes Halloween. Yep. All Hallows Eve. And so basically the idea of trick-or-treating and things like that, really what we're supposed to be doing on Halloween is, the reason it exists is because we're celebrating, it's the eve vigil where we can go to Mass. Did you go to Mass yesterday or was that John that said that they had Mass John yesterday? had Mass last night. Um, we had Mass in the morning, which wasn't the Holy oh, Day's no. Mass. Gotcha. So Halloween, celebration of all saints. And so I know some people actually dress up as saints. Mm-hmm. They'll dress up. Uh, <laughs> I saw, yep, uh, last night we were looking through some Facebook pages uh, and the Stanglins uh, who live out in Pierre. Uh, their son went as St. Dennis, who was a bishop and martyr who had his head cut off. So they had the costume designed so it looked like he was holding his head. It was classic. <laughs> it, it was beautiful. It was classic. So the, the story is that they cut off his head. He was preaching. They cut off his head. He picked it back up, put it back on, finished preaching, uh, and then uh, ended up going. But uh, so hopefully that'll never happen while I'm preaching. Uh, <laughs> Father, be quiet. <laughs> no. Uh, the, uh, so, so some people do do that. They try and make uh, mm-hmm. Halloween more about uh, its religious origins yep. and significance than it is about ghosts and goblins or kind of the modern version of what we've yeah. arrived at. And I do think that it is important, I'll, I'll make a transition and plug, because there there is still that pagan reality there. And this is the thing that we can't forget as Christians. Like, if we don't keep proposing the Christian way, the pagan way will come back. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Christmas, the pagan way will come back. All these things, the pagan thing is not going to go away. <laughs> it will always be there if we don't propose the Christian way. Uh, and, and so this reality that there is, there's evil, there's witches, there's wizards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not only that. Speaking uh, of wizards. Uh, we actually are having tonight for our faith in real life in Watertown, a former wizard. Uh, Zachary King uh, was in a satanic cult and he was a wizard in the cult. Uh, and he was brought out of it uh, through Our Lady uh, and her great love and the mercy of God uh, and coming to know the truth and all of it. And so he'll be speaking tonight at our parish uh, in Watertown, and then he'll be speaking uh, tomorrow night uh, at St. Lambert uh, as well. And so they're real. They're real. I mean, he, he shares ab about the reality of what he did uh, and, and why, you know, this, this is existing in, in all of that. Um, so that'll be tonight. So we're excited for that. Uh, to, it just sort of coincided and it worked out. Um, yeah, so for some, though, a, a pagan is somebody that's not Christian. Uh, so a non-Christian person technically is a pagan. Uh, the, Christ is not part of their life. And, and I think one of the challenges that we face with that is we always will hear, but they're good people. Uh, and it's like, well, of course they're good people. I mean... Goodness is not, like, inherent to just Christianity. Uh, just as, uh, as a Christian, it's not about just being good. You know, because if you listen, uh, even re remember Jesus says, even the pagans do that. You know, so even the pagans lend to people they know they're going to get money back from. Even the pagans will do that. <laughs> You, my friend, if you want to be a Christian, you have to go above and beyond that reality. And so I do think sometimes for us as Christians, we actually are living like the pagans. Now, I'm not saying we're pagans, but at what point can I say what I just did wasn't because I tried, because I was good, because of this just human thing, but what I just did was actually supernatural. And what I just did was because of the grace of Jesus Christ. He is the one who did what I could not do. Uh, and I think it's an important thing for us to be able to see because sometimes, especially like uh, this last weekend's gospel, uh, to love God above all else and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And as I said to my parishioners, but what if you don't like your neighbor? <laughs> what if your neighbor is annoying? What if your neighbor is that neighbor that nobody wants? Well, it's not about trying to like them. <laughs> to just, I'm going to really try hard. I'm going to bring them an apple pie and I'm going to just really be nice to them. No, it's about saying, Lord, I can't like them. I can't love them. I can't stand them. I want them to move away. But you love them. Lord, you love them just as you love me. Uh, and that ability to say, okay, Lord, uh, I have to accept that you love all of the bad things that I do too. Not that you want me to do them, but that it's unconditional. Uh, and so give me the grace to love my neighbor as you love them. And then that moment when you walk out of your door and your neighbor's coming out of his house at the same time uh, and you experience love, you'll realize that it wasn't because you just tried. It's because Jesus really did what we couldn't do. And that, again, goes back to the lives of the saints. The saints are in heaven not because they tried harder, but because they allowed Christ's grace 
to do what they could not do on their own. Uh, and so I do think that there is that reality and that, that aspect that we can sometimes think Christianity is about just trying. And it's really about surrendering and letting God do what we couldn't do. So, Well, we live in a world that is um, far different even than the world that we grew up in 20, 30 years ago. And I don't think that when we were kids in the 70s, 80s, that... Um, evil was something that was denied in mass, like in large scale, although I think it had maybe gotten its feet in the door. But we didn't grow up in that culture. But what what has surprised me most is that um, evil is not, um, it's not faux pas. It's, 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 it's not, people don't even believe it exists or that's right, real. Yeah. So in the middle of all of this, you have a Christian proposal of Christ. Well, what, what do you need Jesus for if there's no brokenness or sin? Right. or what, what do you, what's he need? We don't need a savior. No. There is no sin. We're all just good. No. We're all just, let's get along and all, you know, we just have to treat each other better. Love, love wins. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like love wins. Well, what, what is love? <laughs> right? You yeah. know, it used to be, we do have in the, in the, in the church, um, seven uh, uh, spiritual works of mercy, and one of them is to admonish the sinner. Yeah. Uh-oh, but don't judge, you know? So all yeah. this type of stuff, and then you get out there, and it's like, you know what? Halloween reminds me that this is real. Yep. And the whole thing is a cosmic battle for my soul. Yep. And now that is sobering. But there's a, even within the Catholic Church, even within the Christian faith, there's a whole kind of movement that says, oh... Well, it's not really us, though. I mean, it's not like there's real evil and devils running around trying to influence us or, you know, that's kind of a little hokish pokish. There's, and it's like, no, this is the real deal here. Evil is real and exorcism still exists today because there is still a desire out there in the world to captivate our souls. That's what this whole cosmic battle is over. And if the Christian proposal is right, I think we all would do well to stop and acknowledge Halloween and stop and say, what really are we celebrating? And I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a prude. Celebrate it. Have fun. Whatever. It's fun to dress up. and cut. Yeah. But in the middle of it, do realize that, you know, if you're dressing up as a devil or you're doing these things, like, you know, think about it. Just stop and say, this stuff is real. And this is the stuff that, like, go watch The Exorcism once again and just realize <laughs> that this stuff isn't yeah. fake. Yeah, even when I had said that this, that Zachary was coming, I said to somebody, and and he thought I was kidding. Like, when I said he was a wizard. <laughs> like, he thought it was a joke. Like, what do you mean a wizard? Like, I'm like, no, like a real live wizard. Like, real. Like, it is real. Uh, you know, and it was at C.S. Lewis that had said, uh, the greatest trick the devil ever played is to convince us that he doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. uh, or that that reality of that his image is what we see on hallmark cards you know he's this little red guy he's got pointed ears and and he's not to be feared uh but in all of it at the same time is always this reality that comes back to but jesus christ conquers jesus christ is victorious and so we have to place ourselves there at the foot of the cross and to be able to see what love is love does win yes. but it's, but it's yeah. the love that you see at the foot of the cross when you look up and you realize that this is what God the Father did for us. He gave us his son to die for us. Uh, not that we might be condemned, but that we might be redeemed by him. So it, it definitely is uh, important. Um, 
And if you're not coming to either St. Lambert's or uh, Immaculate Conception for to hear Zachary King, we first heard him on uh, Gus Lloyd's Conversion Corners, where I heard him. Uh, he had him on, and he interviewed him. It was just a fascinating reality. And what is actually scarier is Zachary ended up this way through his church. Hmm. So members of his church were part of this group. Uh, because they were to destroy the church. So they infiltrated the church. So they were members of the church. Uh, and so their goal was to destroy the church itself. And so this reality that it is a spiritual battle. And so to be able to see this, when we, when we see people within the church who fall, uh, to know that, that there's a battle going on, and it does happen, but that we always turn to God uh, for his grace and his mercy in the midst of it all. So Alex High obviously always has fun stuff for us. Alex, thank you very much. So G.K. Chesterton, the oh. Bible tells us to love our neighbors and also to love our enemies, probably because they are generally the same people. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got a what is love kind of rock star with uh, going on. That's pretty good. And then uh, Halloween is considered a satanic holy day. Well, that does not surprise me. Mm. Um, you know, so it's and, fun. And, and so today's the holy day. So you Catholics out there, uh, yeah, get yeah. to church today. Uh, I would also encourage you to, to get to know a saint, like to really get to know one, uh, as somebody that can be a part of your life. Uh, it really will change your life because again, all the saints want to do is glorify God. They're not, they're not like us <laughs> in, in, in that we want more people on our Facebook page. Oh, we need more likes on our Facebook page. No, the saints. And in fact, one of the quotes was, if the saint could not be known and it would give glory to God, they would prefer it. So if they cannot get in the way, that's what they want. Uh, but if they can glorify God, why not? Uh, and, and so to be able to get to know them and, and to be able to see them as people that are a part of our life, you know, as I said earlier with this Blessed Chiara Badano, um, the fact that she looks like this girl who were seeking a miracle for, you know, is just uncanny. Uh, and we didn't even know about her. Like, we didn't know anything about this, this blessed. Uh, they were the, you know, they like found her and she found them and um, all these incredible things. And But to be able to see that uh, saints new and old, all of them uh, are a part of our life. Um, amen, amen. And uh, I think that we can take a look at that and call on them now to say, you know what, they're here with us. They, they, they're a part of our family. And so we do have that uh, important um, reminder to, to call on their intercession. And that's why as Catholics, we believe that this is a grand family. And who better than those that are closest to God and with God to, to continue to support us. So we ask for the saints, all of the holy men and women, uh, to, to pray for us. So why don't we just take a minute and invite them to uh, into our hearts, into our lives, and just ask them to be with us and present to us. All you holy men and women, pray for us. All righty. Well, why don't we jump into a break here, and we'll come back for the last half hour of Rutten Radio, coming at you live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, in the Lamb Catholic Radio Station. Your family is depending on you. 
Your family is looking to you to make sure they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need. Whether it's term life or whole life, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis, please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus. Insurance. One of the great ways that Discount Catholic Products has changed my life is that I have a much deeper connection to my Catholic faith and I have become more confident in my faith. Hi, this is Megan Dolly, owner of DiscountCatholicProducts.com here in Harrisburg, South Dakota, and I get to help people on their faith journey. I handle prayer cards, medals, books, and all kinds of sacramentals every day. And in doing that, I can't help but grow in my faith. And we want to help our customers do the same thing. Find us online at DiscountCatholicProducts.com. My name is Callie Stevens. I am a freshman at Mount Marty College and I am from Florence, Montana. And I am going into the nursing field with a background in parks and recreation. My early conversations with my freshman advisor, Sister Candy, started out with her talking to me about archery and how much I loved it. It's the first varsity program in South Dakota and I'm the first varsity archer in South Dakota. So she kind of used the line, you can make history this way. And that was pretty cool as an 18 year old person. I know who wouldn't want to make history. What I like most about Yankton is being five minutes from the largest archery facility in the world. And I also love hunting. I am able to take my car and actually go hunting about 10 to 15 minutes from the school. I can go hiking, I can go swimming. I can pretty much do anything out here that I could back home in Montana. It's a lot like home and that's what I love most about here. Support for programming on Lamb Catholic Radio is provided by Financial Benefits Company in Sioux Falls, helping individuals and small businesses plan for retirement. The Financial Benefits Company philosophy is to achieve a secure retirement for their clients. Their phone number is 605-334-8086 and on the web at fbcjf.com. Thank you to Financial Benefits Company for sponsoring Lamb Catholic Radio.
And let's go back to Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is being brought to you in part by DiscountCatholicProducts.com, your one-stop online shopping experience for the Catholic community, and Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. And now back to Rutten Radio. Here we go for our last half hour of Rutten Radio, coming at you live from the studios in Sioux Falls of Lamb Catholic Radio. Joined here with Father Paul Rutten for the last half hour. Father John, as Jesus would say from the cross, why have you abandoned us? Because he doesn't have somebody scheduling his life Yes, because he... uh, he double booked, but when you double book as a priest and it's mass that you've double booked, mass wins. Uh, mass trumps. <laughs> is there a trump card over mass? Uh, I don't know that there is. I think somebody could, act, I, I don't want to offend anybody out there if this has ever happened, but I think somebody could literally die in the mass and you probably, to some degree, at some point still have to finish it, don't you? Um, yeah, usually you just stop and offer a prayer quick and, and then keep you, on you trucking, keep on let trucking. the ambulance. Unless it's the priest the, that dies. Oh, priest dying during mass. Any stories of priests? No, well, martyred. Uh, uh, oh, who's the southern, the guy down well, south? Bishop Romero. Yeah. Uh, now they did, I th- if I remember right, they did do a uh, little license with Hollywood. Uh, they had it dramatically as he was holding up the chalice. Uh, he was <laughs> shot. And I, if I remember right, he was actually shot while preaching. Um, so, But he was killed at mass. Anybody out there listening, if you have any other fun well, I don't know if fun's the way to describe it. Fun stories of saints or, or people that were martyred while saying, priests that were martyred while saying Mass. That'd be kind of a fool. It was the Archbishop of uh, Canterbury. Uh, who's the relic? We got the relic in our altar over here at the cathedral. For some reason, it's in my mind that he was martyred as well while saying Mass. Um, John, anyway, that'll have to Yeah, well, to you know, if we watch... Uh, yeah, the, I mean, there's lots of... Uh, Stanley Rothler. Father, bless our saint now from Oklahoma, uh, was just canonized. Oh, really? Uh, beatified. Uh, and I believe he was at Mass uh, as well uh, when they came in. So uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we do, uh, we mentioned a little bit uh, and so before, but tomorrow now is not a holy day of obligation. Oh. But it is still a good day to go to church. Uh, for it's All Souls Day. For everyone who's not on the Wall of Fame, Hall of Fame, declared a saint, uh, <laughs> we remember them. And this is something that's really important, um, that we want to pray for and remember everyone that's gone before us. Mm-hmm. And not just for a day, you know, uh, but until, in a sense, until you see them uh, on a mural on outside of St. Peter's, <laughs> you shouldn't stop praying for them. You know, because we don't know. Now you can sort of be assured in your own mind, but we want to be able to still pray for them. Uh, and so uh, tomorrow we offer Mass for the souls uh, in purgatory, those souls who are not yet in heaven. Uh, and one of the things that is important is to remember them, and sometimes you forget. I don't know about you, but there's there's been lots of people that have passed away in my life, and, and you do sometimes forget, and that's where... Our sister Laura Woods put together the book, the Remember Me book, uh, that helps you put it all together uh, and also gives you kind of direction in, in understanding what to do in the midst of it all. And and I found that for me, a few people, there's just a handful of people who have passed away that I really do remember on a regular basis. 
uh, for what reason I know not. Uh, and sometimes I'll send cards to their family or just at mass. I have a litany of names that just goes through my head uh, time and time and time again. And I always say, well, until, until they tell me to stop praying for them, uh, I'll continue to pray for them as well. Uh, we are going to do something uh, tomorrow that we did last year, but not on All Souls Day. We are going to have a mass uh, for all of those who have lost a child. Mm. Uh, so whether that child was lost in the womb during the pregnancy, whether that child was lost uh, shortly after birth, or even an older child, there's just something about uh, the sorrow, uh, the sadness the, that can come from losing a child. So tomorrow night, one of our masses that we offer at our parish will be just for that. And so we'll take time and we'll actually name them. Oh. Uh, so we'll just recall the names of each of the children. Uh, and it's amazing uh, the response that we got last year for people, you know, to say that was the first time I heard my child's name. Wow. Uh, and that is powerful, powerful, powerful. When people have lost a loved one, particularly a child, they want to hear their name. It, it gives that person their humanity, right? And so it's tough, though, for the outsider, for the person looking in, to feel comfortable. We we oftentimes feel uncomfortable talking about the person or using their name, but they want to hear their name sure. because it gives them their humanity yep. and it reminds them that they're a person and that they have a, they have a story and they want to talk about them and share the blessings and yep. joys and the difficulties, right? Because they're uh, well, that's wonderful, Paul. So that's tomorrow. That tomorrow night, seven tomorrow p.m. Night, seven p.m. Well, I bet that'll be. Well, I know that I have a family from up up north that I taught uh, the Mac family. Oh yeah, and I taught oh. Landon. Uh, at O'Gorman, and that's yeah. it's that's been a number of years now. But you know, Landon lost his brother in a farming accident, yeah. and so when I pray, we started yeah. the hour praying for the harvest, right? And praying yep. for safety. Yeah. Well, I think about that. You know, here's a young kid who has his life in front of him, and at a fairly young age, has a farming accident. And as we know, this is this happens. This yeah. this is the reality of farming: is that it's um, it's dangerous, yep. and these things do happen. That's just one example of sure. the many ways. You know, Molly Farmer, a tremendous young girl yeah. that was a freshman at O'Gorman who, uh, you know, took her life this past April. Well, I, you know, her family would love to have a mass like that where they mm -hmm. get to remember her and honor her and hear yep. her name called. So good for yeah. you for doing so, that. Tell, tell me a little bit about this. Uh, there's this weird things that Catholics do. Right, what the the stuff Catholics should know oh, podcast yeah. like weird things Catholics do. Uh, what in the world is this book of the dead that are in all the churches at this time of year? You know, again, it, it sort of goes along lines with uh, the the book that Laura put together. It's this idea that we we remember those who have passed, uh, and so it's a way to to remember them, a way to be able to pray for them, uh, and to know that they haven't been forgotten. You know, this idea that we say, you know, we often say we'll do things and then we don't get around to doing them. Uh, but this, the, the Book of the Dead, uh, is an opportunity for the church to, in mass, remember those people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and to be able to say their life does matter. Uh, you know, we hear that a lot these days, you know, so-and-so's life matters. Well, all lives really do yeah. matter. Yeah. Uh, and not just at the day of the funeral. Yeah. Uh, that it matters every day. Uh, because that life was created uh, by God for a purpose, uh, and in the end it is to give him glory and honor. Amen. Uh, and so it might seem odd. 
You know, but I think one of the things that, that that's so great about the Catholic Church is she knows what what we're uncomfortable with, and then she says, "That's okay. We're going to do it anyways." Mm-hmm. And I think about that, especially with death. We we don't want to be sad. We want you know we want to make it happy. We want to you know they're in heaven. They're in a better place. All these things. And the church says, "Oh, let's back just a little bit up." This is sad. Yeah. Like, this is sad, and so you yeah. should be sad. I mean, like, even if the person lived a great life and, you know, the priest was right there at the moment they died and everything yep. shows that they probably are going to go to heaven, you still want them here. Yep. Uh, and, and and so the church has this ability for us to not shy away from those things. And then for the church to say, through the great gift of the Eucharist, we are connected you know, I think about that so often, and I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if you miss somebody that has passed away, go to church and sit before the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah. Because if they are in heaven and they are worshiping Jesus, they're worshiping God the Father, the Holy Spirit, then they are united to us who sit before the Blessed Sacrament, who sit before Jesus Christ truly present in the tabernacle. We're just on opposite sides. Uh and, and that ability to be able to to make that connection and to be able to see that they're still fully connected and alive and well uh, with the life that we're living here and now. Uh, and I think sometimes because of a, a, a poor philosophy, uh, yeah. many Christians yeah. believe that that there isn't a there, there isn't a way to be connected. That once they're dead, they're gone, and we just have to wait. Uh, and the Catholics say, no, there, there there's no waiting the saints are connected to our life and, mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to see it and not just in, in a coincidence or not just in like, Oh, that was, you know, that was unique, but in a real divine providence that God, you know, really has orchestrated it. Uh, and so I'll make my own little plug on this one. Uh, and this is the great gift, uh, to know, uh, that dad is still alive and well, mm. uh, because where was I, uh, two weekends ago? Do you know, Joe? you remember what did i text you on a friday morning you were at south bend indiana at god's country at notre dame stadium as they kicked the crap out of usc (laughs) sorry i hope we can say that Mm. uh man yeah no absolutely so uh two weekends ago uh, some of my parishioners surprised me uh, with a trip. They told me they were taking me to a Vikings game. Oh, they really? said they were going to make a man's weekend out of it, and they wanted just to have a good time. So I went along. Uh, I packed a bag. We got in a car, and on Thursday afternoon, we drove to Minneapolis Airport. And I'm like, this is really odd. What You know, we're going to an airport. Uh, You're kidding No, me. no. So they said, well, we didn't want to tell you, but we're, we're going to go to Chicago because Lou Holtz is speaking. And we wanted to take you since you didn't get to hear Lou when he was in Watertown. Uh, so we go to the McDonald's corporation headquarters, this giant McDonald's university. We're at their hotel, their hotel convention center. So I'm thinking, well, okay, Lou's probably giving a talk to the McDonald's corporation or something, you know, rah, 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 go, go, go. Uh, so I get up in the morning on Friday and I'm like, you know, my shorts have holes in them. I just t-shirts. I'm like, I am not dressed to see Lou Holtz, you guys, this is not going to work. Uh, and the guy said, well, I'll give you your ticket and, and we'll see what happens. So he hands me the ticket and I turn it over and I see touchdown Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. <laughs> You're kidding. I'm like, so then the first person I text is my brother, Joe. And I simply say, you'll not believe what I'm holding in my That's hand. That's what that is, is. You just received that ticket I thinking just, that you were in Chicago to see Lou, Lou Holtz. Holtz. 
So we packed our bags. We drove to South Bend. I spent all day oh, Friday on the campus. But here's the thing. Because they didn't tell me, all of my Notre Dame apparel is in my closet at home. So I had to buy all new stuff. Perfect. So we went to the shop and we spent some money. Uh, but what was it? But so one of the guys, Mike Makins, went to school there. Ran into Father Mike Kelly, ran into the diocese. They were there for their trip. Uh, and Saturday was Dad's anniversary, five years. Yeah, my dad passed away uh, five years ago. That's so right. to be able to, and then we got up Sunday morning, flew to Minneapolis, and then watched the Vikings beat the Ravens. Oh, man. So to, you need to start yeah. honoring Dad every I year. I know, I know. So <laughs> that was, in my sense, five years. Let's do, five years waited. Oh. Dad's first miracle. Oh, there you go. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. it. My I'll first it. Notre Dame game and Vikings game That's all in the same crazy. weekend. Yeah, and the guys didn't know. About dad. Oh, really? Nope. Had no idea. So it was even more epic. Oh, totally. It was all planned uh, that weekend. But yeah, so it was a great time. Oh, my gosh. We had so oh, much fun. Oh, and we fun. stomped them. Oh, it was, oh yeah, dude, it was, we stomped Oh, yeah. Them. It was so... Go Irish. Uh, yep, go Irish. So my, my, uh, my boy... I mean, you know... Everybody out there listening, you listen to this for, you know, church stuff and for, for, for some of the personal stuff, whether you like it or not, I guess. Uh, but the Notre Dame stuff is embedded yeah. um, for better, for worse. Can't get it out of us. And so Leo, so I teach Leo, like, you know, you got to cheer for Notre Dame, right? So we want every Sunday, Saturday, we wake up, we listen to the Notre Dame fight song. Like, <laughs> I, it's a cult, right? Yep. I, I make sure that they get in this early. So on Saturday mornings, we listen to the Notre Dame fight song. And then we watch ESPN. Well, not yet. We listen to it, whatever else. We don't have ESPN. But then you, you start the games at 11, and football's on all day, and he loves it. Well, now you have to teach him who the enemy is. Right. Right. You have to, you have to, because definitely uh, when it comes to Sundays, uh, the, the Packers are yeah. the enemy, right? Yeah. So, Brett, oh, you know. Real quick, he's, it was great, though. Uh, I was, we were praying the rosary in the kindergarten class, and so they all get to do their intention. Uh, so here's all these little kindergartners, and we're listening, each one gets it, and one of these little girls, she'll remain nameless, she goes, I'd like to pray for Aaron Rodgers. We pray to the Lord. <laughs> And I did everything I could to not start laughing. <laughs> and I thought, well, welcome not, to our world. Yeah. Welcome to the world of everyone else. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yeah. And I mean, they, yeah. So those yeah, Packers fans have had two quarterbacks for about 25 years. Yeah. They've won about four super. They'll be all right. Yeah. They'll, they'll be fine. He'll, yeah, be, they'll be fine. Um, so anyway, so, so he, he, so he started him out like, what's the list of the enemies? What's the rivals for Notre Dame? Well, it begins with the USC. Right, so you got Leo. Who do we not cheer for? USC. Oh, good, good. Leo, who who else don't we cheer for? Michigan. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Leo, who else don't we cheer for? You know, and so you just get the litany going down. Um, and then I was at O'Gorman at the playoff game, and one of the guys said, "said Now you just need to teach him, Leo. Who else don't we cheer for? Roosevelt." <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, yeah. Eventually, that'll be coming too. But rivalry is so fun. It makes like I love it. You know, the old Gorman and Roosevelt rivalry, the Notre Dame USC rivalry. I mean, it just brings so much passion and love. You know, um, but that type of stuff is the great memories that people pass on to us. And that passion that we have, though, that's the passion we have for our faith too, right? Mm -hmm. So that passion that our father gave us for Notre Dame football, our fam our parents also gave us for our Catholic faith. And so, you know, we do, I, I always say, you ought to seek excellence in all things. Mm -hmm. and, and it's the same thing with passion. Have passion. Life is a grand thing, you know? Enjoy it. There's so much out there. Now, yeah. prioritize. You know, football isn't life. And if you miss a Notre Dame game, 
you know, you, it might be hard, but it's not the end of the world. So here's what I did. I sacrificed, right? So my wife was going to have a, uh, a, a gathering, a social with the neighbors um, a couple weeks ago. And it was at four o'clock and it was when Notre Dame was playing a game that wasn't on, it was whatever it was, it was on TV, but we couldn't oh, watch yeah, it if yeah, we, yeah. we were going to have the party. Oh, it was not, we don't have cable. So it was on ESPN or ABC or something. So we couldn't watch it at our house, which means I have to go to my in-laws <laughs> when those <laughs> games are on. And so she wants to have a party where the neighbors come over to our house, which means then I can't watch Notre Dame. Right. So now I have to do the spiritual thing, but this is life, right? So you're like, all right. This is not good. All right, die to yourself, Joe. It's just a game. Yes, it's important. Yes, it matters, but it's just a game. All right, so, all right, honey. Yes, four o'clock will work for that gathering. Perfect. I'm really glad. No, no, babe, that's all right. Notre Dame, I know. I can, I can miss the game. <laughs> so, I hang up, and I'm thinking, Gah! like, you know, inside. Like if I had hair, I'd pull it out. If I had hair, I'd pull it out, right? But I got to die. And I'm telling you, eventually, like, Something came up and we couldn't have the gathering. Oh. And it's like, oh, yes, yes, yeah. Like, not only did I give to my, did I, did I, I kind of die to myself, but I was rewarded. Yes, yes, the Lord rewarded you me. And then got... you're like, well, I still, uh, yeah. anyway, God love you out there. Um, you know, as we kind of finish up the last uh, a few minutes here, Father Paul, it's been all saints, all souls, Halloween, all these fun things. Um, we do live in a different day and age, maybe as we wrap up here in this last half hour, where, you know, a lot of people do struggle with their faith. And, mm -hmm. you know, it is a gift, and it has to be nurtured and fostered, and maybe it's given in different portions to people. But, uh, well, you know, how, what would you say to those people out there, young, old, uh, that are struggling? You know, maybe they're listening for the first time, or they pick this up in a month and they're listening to this. Uh, you know, we can get excited and get all fired up and it seems like it's great and wonderful, but the reality for a lot of people out there is that church just isn't working for them. Uh, what would you have to say to that person about uh, where, where they should go? <laughs> well, that, sure. <laughs> no. Uh, tell God. Uh, I mean, I, I do think that it is important that we can be honest in our prayer. Uh and we, like, in relationships, you know, sometimes I've, I've heard that, like, when a couple gets angry with each other, instead of talking to each other, they, they go their other way. And, and I think we do that with God. Like, we get angry at him, and we're like, oh, I'm going to show God. And, you know, or we're just sad, and we're, we don't want to be around him. And so we just mm. stop. Like, we stop going to him. We stop relating to him. We stop praying. Uh, and, and so I think that ability to to one, be honest and, and to be able to say, have I been honest with God about where I'm at and why I am where I am? You know, is, and a lot of times I think we're just sad. Mm. Like life is hard. Life isn't easy. Uh, bad things happen to good people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, it doesn't always look like it. You know, and that's why the Psalms are so great because you read them and the, the Israelite people had lots of tragedies. And, and so you read yeah. them and you're like, yeah. okay, well, yeah. okay, life isn't, you know, it, it, and they grumbled, um, right? Jesus and even the old Moses says, you know, stop murmuring. Yep. yep. Uh, the other thing I would say is if you are Catholic and you haven't been to confession mm -hmm. in a long time, yep. go. Yeah. Just go. Uh, because sometimes part of the problem is I have put something between God and myself and I need to deal with it. Mm. And, and I need to, to be able to look at that, uh, you know, so to, to be to get there. 
Uh, and then ask God to put someone in your life that can help you. You know, sometimes it's, it's the community that we keep, you know. And, and so just like, you know, so I, two of the guys that went with me to Notre Dame are Nebraska fans. Oh. Like dyed-in-the-wool Nebraska fans. And they've had a really tough year. Yes. Years. Years. Uh, and they kept, here's what they kept commenting on. Notre Dame knows how to do this. Like, they get it. Like, you walk onto the campus of Notre Dame, and you are on the campus of Notre Dame. Everything matches. Everything looks good. Everything fits. Everybody's in it. It's like this, like, you can't help but not be a Notre Dame fan uh, in, this, in this environment. And so I think about that, like, well, who in my life inspires me mm. with hope? Yep. Uh, who in my life really helps me to look honestly in, in, in those things and to be able to, to do that? And ask God to put that in your life and uh, to be able to look at it. You know, I had just gotten uh, a shout out from Missy, who's our adult faith formation coordinator, uh, and the women's group that we have on Wednesday morning. And it's a diverse group of people. And so here they are. They took a picture of their group and they sent it to us to shout out. But we shoot out back, you know, and so I can say to them, you know what, here's a group, you know, get involved, be a part of this. Uh, And then begin to to look for God working uh, in the midst of it all. You know, sometimes... We don't want to see him, or sometimes we just can't see him. Uh, but he really is longing to, to be able to help us. Uh, some of it we have to be willing to make a change. You know, uh, when I was on vacation with, with my high school buddies, uh, one of the lines was, you, you can't out-exercise your diet. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and they're right, you know, and so you can't, you can't keep, sitting in the midst of these things and think that it's you're going to get a better attitude, you know? Now, in all of that, there is the difference between just a normal person who's struggling and real clinical depression. And so I'm not talking mm-hmm. clinical depression. That's a whole other thing. Uh, but but for many of us, you know, it's sort of like we, we wake up after Thanksgiving and we're like, oh, why did I do that? Or this morning you wake up and you're like, why did I eat all that chocolate? Uh, we do have to look at our life and say, you know, well, what did I put into my body? You know, how much time did I spend uh, on ESPN and how much time did I spend, you know, reading a, a good book about a saint or, or even just having conversation with people about where God's working. It's one of the things that we're really trying to do at Immaculate Conception and in Watertown. Uh, we changed our, our Truth on Tap uh, format this year. Uh, and what we've done is we've brought just we brought people from our parish and we just want them to share their journey. Uh, because sometimes we make it like, well, we got to bring in some big famous person. We got to bring in Dr. Chris Bergwald or we got to bring in Joe Rutten or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be good. And, and instead it's like, no, actually we just need somebody to share their story. Uh, and, and in that we're inspired uh, and challenged because all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, that person sits like two rows ahead of me in church. Uh, and I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's powerful. It, the, the power of testimony um, is is worth our greater consideration. People don't feel comfortable, but if we can create an environment in which people mm-hmm. will share their story more, yep. it's it's powerful. There's amazing stories out oh there right gosh. next to us just sitting yeah. in the pews. It, it, it's incredible. And, and even you know, our first two speakers, so we had Corey Richards and then uh, we had Beth Rammel. They were connected. Like, their lives were connected. Beth wasn't Christian. She wasn't anything. Uh, Corey was getting on fire with his faith, and they ended up in a car together, and he didn't want to be in the car with her because she drove him crazy, and it was all these, like, 
and God orchestrated it. Wow. Uh, so it really is important. Uh, and now tomorrow, All Souls Day, it's a memorial. Uh, Dr. Chris Bergwald asked me <laughs> what it was. It's a memorial tomorrow. So it's not a holy day of obligation, but you can go to church uh, tomorrow uh, as well. And today is a... Solemnity. It's a feast day. Big day. It's like big a day. Sunday. It's like a Sunday. It's a big, big day for us in the church. So, All right. Well, with that, uh, I think we'll wrap up here with our family prayer. It's been good. I know Angie and others are out there on Facebook and Twitter and hitting us up, and we're not going to get to everybody's. There's a Father Jacques Hamill. I'll get to him next month. Uh, a priest that was martyred just a year ago saying Mass in France. Um, so yeah. there's lots of, of great stuff out Saint there. St. Eugene, whatever, Mezzanot. Yep. Uh, we can't forget him. <coughs> uh, Alex. Alex. Here we go. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the Son, and the, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Father, Our Father, we, we thank, thank you for, for your love and for your many blessings, especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state and life you plan for each of us and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. You've been listening to Rutten Radio live on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network, brought to you in part by DiscountCatholicProducts.com, your one-stop online shopping experience for the Catholic community, and Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. Be sure to tune in next month for more Rutten Radio.